All right, we are back in the podcasting business. My name is Ryan Beaton. Welcome to the Unbeaten Show. Uh, first time we've done this in a while. Kind of wanted to get back into the podcasting game. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I'll get sort of to updates later on, uh, updates about my life, kind of selfish of me, um, but we'll get to kind of that stuff later on, but wanted to talk sports first and basically just wanted to say uh, maybe we can start doing this sort of every Friday. I think this would be a nice little Friday tradition uh, that we can keep going. Excuse me, I'll start off with today is Friday, November 12th, 2021. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I feel like people, whatever it may be, you get out of work early, it's not quite the nighttime yet, uh, you're looking to, you know, kill some time, maybe this uh, would be a, a good time to listen to this podcast, uh, so I think maybe we'll start, I'll start recording these Thursday nights, which is what time it is right now for me, and I can get these out to you guys on Friday mornings and yeah, I mean, you know, I don't expect a whole lot of people to tune in, but anyone that does want to tune in, I think it'd be great. Um, you know, I used to do like a couple podcasts, like podcast type stuff in college and, you know, I had a lot of fun with it and my, I, I, I had my small group of uh, loyal listeners and yeah, you know, if you're listening in, I greatly appreciate it and, you know, hopefully... This is something that you can enjoy. I'm going to try not to bore you guys to death. I mean, if you like sports, I'm going to talk about sports. Uh, I'm going to try to talk about movies a little bit, just stuff in life that I'm like just generally interested in that'll fill up time. I kind of just typed up like a like a three-page agenda, nothing super formal, just trying to keep it casual and you know, maybe it's just something that can fill up like 30 minutes of your day. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm guessing this episode will go like 30 minutes or something along those lines, but uh, right off the bat, I guess we can jump right into Celtics. They just came uh, off of a win on Wednesday night against the Raptors. They got, that was a big revenge game from them, obviously, uh, dropped the first game to them of the season. Uh, Marcus Smart spoke to the press, or spoke to the media, Wednesday night for the first time uh, in nine days since he made these original comments. I mean, there's only so much I could do without the ball in my hands. I just sit and stand in the corner. Um, we run in plays for our best players. Every team knows that. We, you know, and uh, they do a good job of shutting that down. And, you know, we, we can't allow that. You know, when they shut that down, we can't keep trying to go to those guys. We got to, you know, abort that and, you know, find another way to get them the ball in the spots that they need the ball. Um, and like I said, for me, it's. I can only do so much with just standing in the corner or when I come up and give the ball away. Yeah, so, so those are the comments he made um, originally. And then nine days later, Wednesday night, this past Wednesday night, he followed up while a reporter asked him about, uh, you know, basically this being the first time since they spoke, uh, since that those original comments, and he kind of gave this answer. Marcus, it's been nine days since we talked to you, and then the probably the quote that kind of exploded that you probably didn't expect about Jalen and Jason needing to pass the ball more to facilitate the offense. What's the last nine days been like? What was the meeting like in Orlando? And what's been your thoughts on the progress of the team since then? We had a great game. It's a great game. You know, we won. First home win. So, like I said, it was much needed. Got another one on Friday to take care of. So, yeah, Marcus Smart be, uh, still being Marcus Smart. I think a lot of Celtics fans may be a little frustrated with him. He, 
I feel like he thinks he's probably a little more important than he is to the team. He's definitely, he's a starter, obviously, but he's more of a role player. I mean, I could get into that. I don't even think he could be, he necessarily uh, is, needs to be a starter on this team. But we'll start off with Jalen Brown, uh, still out, injured, uh, didn't play Wednesday night. That left the door wide open for Jason Tatum, who went 8 for 24 from the field. I feel like he's kind of had shooting struggles uh, early in this season. Hasn't really been able to find his stroke. I think at some point in the season, I don't know if this is still true, but I mean, at some point in the season, I think it said he had taken, attempted more field goals than like any other player in the uh, NBA and had like the most amount of missed field goals. So, I mean, he's, he's definitely getting his opportunities to shoot, just not necessarily going through. And I, th- I think they'll obviously start falling at some point for him it's just a matter of time uh still kind of heating up and warming up in the season a little bit of a late start for him uh still scored 20 something points last night so good for him rob williams stepping up big uh he has been sort of a project with celtics fans i feel like we've been watching him for a couple years few years now um waiting for him to kind of have his breakout moment and he kind of turned a corner last year we definitely saw him take a step in the right direction and seems like he's going in the right direction this year 16 points 13 rebounds uh last night kind of starting to look like Andre Drummond out there like not necessarily racking up a ton of points I mean he's great from within like five feet from the hoop but at the same time he's just a rebound machine uh not afraid to get up there and block and He's kind of he's kind of running the defense uh, on Trent like he's he's running the defense back there is kind of the point guy uh, for them so I think he's doing a good job of that and definitely stepping up in in big ways I guess in that sense uh, then going over to Josh Richardson thirty three points off the bench uh, last or not last night I keep saying last night uh, Wednesday night thirty three points off the bench kind of insane. Uh, but he was speaking to the media uh, Wednesday night, and he was saying, basically, you know, he's he d- he doesn't expect to be a star for this team, but uh, he wants to be like that alleviated pressure for Brown and Tatum when they're not able to, you know, when the blitz is on, who can they turn to? Maybe Josh Richardson uh, is open in space, so. I think Richardson is definitely going to be sort of that guy for them off the bench. Hopefully he can alleviate some of the pressure. I mean, I guess if according to Marcus Smart, Jalen and Jason should be passing more. So maybe not passing to Smart, but passing to Richardson. Um, but yeah, and then another thing that is like insane to me is that Jason, I mean, excuse me, uh, Peyton Pritchard is just completely buried in this lineup. I mean, I he was taking... He, he looked so good last year, and I think Brad wasn't afraid to play him much more. I mean, it's tough now because he brought in Dennis Schroeder, and he's going to take up a lot of the, the time at point guard. And then you obviously, you have your loyalty to Marcus Smart, signed to a huge contract, uh, even though he's really just in there to play defense. But Pritchard has found himself sort of in the the third uh, whatever depth chart position, third string. And I mean, he played like garbage time, one minute Wednesday night. I don't, I don't know. I just think it's kind of a bummer that he's not touching the floor at all. I mean, at some point, if 
you're looking to move a piece, I mean, I think he's got great value um, to trade. I mean, I hate to say it, but to trade him. I mean, it's like if you're not going to use him, you might as well move him. I don't know. It's just a bummer because I really enjoyed watching him play last year from from one short guy to another, uh, even though he's probably he's, – he's definitely still taller than me, but shorter than most NBA players. I like watching those uh, short point guards play. Uh, but yeah, Celtics finally finishing out quarter, uh, quarters. Uh, they sort of had pre- previously been giving up in the third and fourth quarters, and I think they've been finishing strong now, so it's it's exciting. This is definitely a weird setup. I'm kind of just talking to myself in uh, in my room by myself, but I'm hoping to get you know maybe some guests on at some point. Um, well, honestly, like on a, on a frequent basis, just because. Listening to me is probably going to get super, super boring for you guys. I mean, we're already like eight minutes in and I'm just kind of rambling. But like I said, this is kind of more just so practice. It's Well, it's practice for me to just kind of get my speaking voice back under me. I kind of enjoy doing this. It's a nice hobby. Even if no one's listening, I guess it's kind of fun to set this up and do everything. But um, yeah, I mean, we'll jump right into the Bruins. Oh yeah, excuse, right, right before I go into the Bruins, yeah, we're going to try to get probably people on more often. I don't want this to just be sort of me. It'll be much funnier, too, if we get like a bunch of people on the show. Um, yeah, so Bruins, they actually play Thursday night tonight. So this episode's going to release Friday morning. So I'm actually, I actually don't know what's going to happen uh, in that game. The game's about to get underway in like an hour. Um, just taking a sip here. Uh, yeah, the Bruins never play. They, they, I feel like they've barely played in the month of October when all the other teams were kind of getting a head start on them. Uh, they play the Oilers tonight. Uh, Oilers with McDavid, they look pretty darn good. Nick Felino is coming back from an injury tonight. Uh, Linus Allmark will be starting in net. Uh, Jeremy Swayman is still undefeated at home. Tuka Rask remains on the sideline. That's sort of, there's your whole goalie situation right now. Um, Tuka and the Bruins have yet to agree sort of to a contract uh, for him. And I saw some debate online about, you know, whether you would rather sign Tuka to like a minimum contract and then send Swayman down to the minors. I, I guess I don't really... I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a tough debate just because, like, Swayman... Personally, I, I feel like Swayman has missed some big saves this season, but at the same time, he's... I don't want to say he's gotten lucky, but he's done really well at home. And because he's undefeated, it almost makes it, like, impossible to send him down at this point. Uh, that's not to say you can't continue to try to seek out a contract for Rask because I mean especially if he would sign for some some sort of um, minor excuse me not minor but like minimum contract I mean for Tuka Rask's talent you really can't go wrong with that and uh, Bergeron is back he's back in the the goals points assists column after uh, a slow start he had a four goal game the other night scored four goals in one night uh Bergeron I believe assisted like three uh three three of them or he might have assisted all of them I can't remember off the top of my head I'm 
not huge into the, I mean, I don't watch Bruins religiously, but I obviously, you know, follow the team. Um, and yeah, everyone was kind of crapping on, on Forbert, uh, Forbort, the defenseman there, the signing, his signing. But honestly, I mean, I thought he's looked decent. He's a big body defender. They could definitely use him, uh, come playoff time. I mean, he had a goal the other night, uh, crashing the net and, yeah, I mean, I think nowadays in the NHL, it's everyone looks for those speed type, offensive minded, uh, defense defensemen. I mean, I was I went to UMass. I watched Kel McCarr play there for two years. I know exactly. That's like he's like the 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 prototype for like the future NHL uh, defenseman. But I mean, guys like Derek Forbert, or I don't know, actually, excuse me, I don't even know his first name, Forbert. Um, guys like him you know you're gonna need him in the playoffs uh just because he's he's a he's a big presence and he's physical and i feel like playoff i mean i'm again i'm not i can't i don't know a whole lot about hockey i mean like i said i follow it but when i watch the playoffs everything just gets feels like it gets so much more physical and i just feel like you're gonna you're gonna appreciate having sort of that big body physical presence uh from forbort uh down the line this is, now we're going to get into some UFC. We're already at the 12th minute, it looks like, of this podcast. So it seems like we're rolling along. I feel like I'm not boring you guys to death. Hopefully you're sticking with me. But uh, if you guys are UFC fans, uh, I'd love to talk some UFC with you guys real quick. <laughs> this is going to seem kind of ridiculous, but uh, I actually wasn't like around Saturday night to watch 268. So I, I've watched it, but I haven't had really enough time to digest it. Maybe I'll break it down on another podcast, I mean, on a, like next week's podcast or something. I just, we have plenty of time until the next, uh, the next, um, pay-per-view, uh, event. So I'm not too worried about, uh, analyzing that right away. But however, I mean, I, I, I did watch 267. It was super entertaining. I really enjoyed, uh, watching it. And who, who doesn't like back-to-back pay-per-view, uh, events week, uh, back-to-back, like weekend to weekend, you know? So, 267 was super entertaining. Kazmat Chimaev looked as good as he's ever been. I mean, I think he's absorbed like one punch in his entire UFC career. I mean, he was the guy uh, on Fight Island uh, last summer. Not this summer, but last summer. Uh, and he's already called out Leon Edwards now that uh, Jorge Masvidal can't fight at 269 a bunch of people are lining up to fight Edwards because Edwards has been kind of somebody that nobody has really wanted to fight people kind of say that he's been dodging opponents but that's not true nobody wants to fight Leon Edwards because he's just nasty and he's on his way up and nobody wants to lose their ranking or lose to Edwards so but now that Edwards uh was booked for that big fight I mean I think this is the this is the opportunity for Jemayev to you know put a huge stamp on his name that would just make him like a title contender in my opinion because Leon Edwards has been a title contender for years but he's just gotten like no fights and he's gotten injured he's just gotten super unlucky uh at welterweight uh nobody wanted to fight Makashev either Dan Hooker did for some strange reason definitely not the best fight to take uh coming off of sort of a slide like he's coming off hookers had sort of a slow fall from grace but i don't know i mean hooker just hasn't looked he he's a true fighter so i i gotta give him credit he's just 
he does have that killer instinct and he's willing to fight anyone so you got to give him credit especially on short notice like this fight so you have to give him credit but yeah he just didn't look uh peak cooker that's not to say he can't get back up in the rankings if he wants to just maybe should take an easier fight than than islam makashev because that guy is just insane i mean he's gonna he'll get a he'll get a really good fight uh coming up next uh Piotr jan despite not being the champ is probably is definitely i'm gonna I, i'm not even gonna say probably is definitely the best bantamweight in the division i mean i had nothing against aljo but he's i mean i thought jan was winning that fight the the Jan Sterling fight. Jan was winning that fight before he was disqualified and lost. Um, and I just, I just think Jan's a straight killer. I mean, he looked, he looked really solid. He's, he was working the jab, punches were flying, touching up uh, the whole time. And it just, I, I definitely think that I, I just really can't wait for that rematch. Um, so we're going to need to see that pretty soon. Glover Teixeira completely stunned me in the main event. I mean, the thing about Blahovich is I definitely underestimated him until he fought Izzy. Like, everyone was saying, like, oh, this is Izzy's chance to get the, the double the double belt, the double champ. And then Blahovich came out there and just was, like, just completely outclassed him, out-wrestled Izzy. And then, so I was like, all right, we got to start putting some respect on... Um, we got to start putting some respect on his name uh, because he is uh, he is clearly uh, Jan Blachowicz is Polish power, you know. Um, and then so when Tashera, I mean Tashera is like so much older, dude. Tashera is like forty something, forty two, forty three. So I really did not expect him to come out there and and have much more of a killer instinct than Blahovich. I mean, and he tapped easily too. It was a rear naked. It didn't even look like he got under the chin. It almost just looked like it was kind of like a neck crank or something. And I don't know if he was, I don't know if Blahovich was hurt or what, but it was a quick tap made to share, made quick work of it. Uh, so that's a big win for Connecticut. Uh, since that's where Glover to camp is based out of, I didn't even uh, think to check if there would be like a parade or anything, but it's not even really close to the South Shore, Massachusetts. It's just more uh, wherever he's based out of in Connecticut. He's closer to New York, so it'd be like a three-hour drive to check out that parade anyway. If there was going to be one, I didn't check, but kind of crossed my mind once once he uh, won the boat. Uh, but yeah, this week, Max Holloway back in action. That should be pretty exciting. Uh, always good to see Max Holloway fight. Probably just fan favorite i don't know if anyone could really hate on him he just seems like such a happy-go-lucky guy uh he's gonna fight yaya rodriguez who i haven't personally seen much of um but holloway holloway came out as a minus 650 favorite so that's uh, pretty impressive i would expect holloway to probably take care of business uh pretty pretty easily i mean if anyone remembers the calvin cater fight he and Calvin Cater was ranked like number five when he fought Max, and I mean that's that, that's literally a top five opponent that Max was fighting, and just made him look like absolute garbage. So I'm I'm kind of scared for Yair Rodriguez. I hope that 
he can match up all right against Holloway, but Holloway's a straight killer. And then in some people's opinion, Holloway is kind of like, kind of got snubbed like a couple times against Volkanovski. Um, I mean, especially this, that second fight. I mean, I think Holloway, uh, kind of got snubbed by the judges there. So in a lot of people's opinions, Holloway is kind of like the, you can dispute that he could be the champ. Anyway, we'll move on to football. Uh, OBJ, uh, officially signed with the Los Angeles Rams that broke just about like an hour ago, uh, this Thursday night. I know you guys will be listening to this Friday morning. It'll probably still be huge news. Signed with the Rams. Makes sense with the QB coach combo, uh, that they have out in LA. LA is, uh, sort of a destination city. You could see how it fits perfectly with OBJ, sort of a star, diva, wide receiver. Definitely gonna like the LA spotlight over there. Uh, I saw a story saying he wanted to be closer to his girlfriend, Lola Wood. I don't know who that is. Uh, and I'm not necessarily putting much stock into that story either, but I like that people are conjuring up conspiracy theories, or not conspiracy theories, but theories uh, already as to why he moved. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it did really come down to the QB coach combo. Um, you know, Belichick seems to have a lot of respect for OBJ and it seems mutual with, uh, OBJ to Belichick. They both have, uh, respect, but at the end of the day, Mac Jones, uh, you know, he's, he's good for a rookie quarterback, but he's not going to throw a pass beyond like 15 yards. Uh, so it makes really no sense to have OBJ here anyway, um, as like a deep threat wide receiver. But yeah, I really thought he was going to sign with the Packers. Uh, I thought that would be a perfect place for him to land. The Packers look really good this year. Aaron Rodgers, Hall of Fame quarterback. And even, uh, he, and, you know, I mean, he would still, even going to Green Bay, he'd still be like a, a pretty high option on the uh, wide receiver depth chart there. But And you'd think that, you know, he'd want to build up his his stock um for when his contract for when this temporary contract ends um and the Packers seemed like the perfect opportunity for that but the the Rams are pretty good the Rams are really good too so it'll probably work out for him uh glad that he made the decision sooner rather than later because I was starting to think that he was doing this all for attention which is probably half true but there was a story that came out today that was saying that he wasn't going to sign with a team until after Sunday, so I was thinking he was probably like waiting to see uh, how how all of his potential suitors would fare against their um, against this week this week's opponents, which is actually kind of smart, kind of like having tryouts, but at the same time comes off as being even more diva-ish, waiting to sign for a team. Um, when you really, if you're looking for, if you're truly looking for a job, you should be making the decision right away which he i'm glad he made the decision today so we don't have to keep checking and refreshing twitter and um listening to all these people's quote-unquote sources i saw like eight accounts with sources saying that obj was almost certainly coming to the patriots so i'm glad i didn't put too much stock into any of those uh accounts as hard as those people may try um yeah, moving on to Aaron Rodgers, we'll touch on that real quick. Pat McAfee was probably gassed. He got those sound bites out of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we'll just go ahead and play some of that right here. The great MLK said that 
there, you have a moral obligation to object to unjust rules and rules that make no sense. In my opinion, it makes no sense for me. I test every single yeah, day. Yeah, so I mean, basically, well, first of all, everyone was talking about Aaron Rodgers and the Pat McAfee show as a uh, result, which good job by Pat McAfee being the only one that Aaron Rodgers will actually speak to. Um, and then he goes on and just says crazy things on his show. So it gets him tons of exposure. That's awesome for Pat McAfee. Uh, if he was just, if, if Aaron Rodgers just said he was vaccinated, people wouldn't be mad at him. Uh, it's the fact that he, I mean, I feel like this is the obvious take, but it's the fact that he lied. And I think that he, he wants to do the right thing. He wanted to appear as though like he was, uh, he didn't want to tell anyone he was, he, I think he was, a sh- he was kind of embarrassed that he w- he wasn't vaccinated. I mean, he didn't want to tell anyone because if he, if he wasn't embarrassed, he would have just told people. I mean, I guess it is whatever. It's a personal decision, but, um, it's so like the issue is so public, um, in like today's, like, I don't know, sphere, public sphere, whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, he, I feel like he wanted to do the right thing. He just couldn't make like that mental connection that to, to actually just get vaccinated, whatever he says he has, he's consulted with plenty of his experts, doctors, uh, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, whatever you want to call it. So I don't know who he's speaking to or what he thinks. It's, I guess it's his decision, but he has landed himself in all of this controversy because, um, of what he said. His girlfriend, Shailene Woodley, the actress, I, yeah, I think that's how you pronounce her name, kind of a sort of one of those like no medicine type people. So they, they kind of make sense there. I guess they fit together perfectly. I'm sure everyone's already heard all of this, this whole spiel. Uh, figured I'd just go over it. Uh, people are pissed that he, not only did he lie, but then he sort of like, he didn't even apologize. He dug himself deeper when he went back on Pat McAfee and was just kind of like, saying you know i know i made a mistake but i stand by you know all my comments and woke media is after me blah 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 blah. um just kind of the things we always hear from people like him uh meanwhile cd lamb is getting fined for more money for uh consistently wearing an untucked jersey each week so that says a lot about the uh inconsistent uh discipline in the nfl the the inconsistent parent uh, that is the NFL. So you're going to find CeeDee Lamb for not tucking in his jersey every week, but you're going to let it slide that Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to follow like any uh, any protocol. I mean, I guess sources around the league said that uh, like a lot of the teams were pissed at the NFL because they knew that he wasn't vaccinated. He wasn't wearing like masks on the sidelines, which I'm pretty sure unvaccinated players... Uh, have to do and he was going to like i don't know like parties and stuff i don't really know whatever i'm not going to be the the police of aaron Rodgers, but um yeah i guess a lot of teams were pissed because it, it seemed like he was getting preferential treatment which is i get essentially what was exactly happening um so everyone's mad at aaron Rodgers. nothing nothing has changed people have been mad at aaron Rodgers. uh since forever if you live here in new england uh, nobody's ever really liked aaron Rodgers uh, as a new england fan cam newton signed with the panthers his old team i uh, wish him all the best don't have much else to say about that i don't know i just i don't i hope he does well
Um, yeah, moving on. Uh, I feel like I just I'll take a little bit of time to talk about myself. We're getting towards the end, so don't don't worry. I'm not going to bore you guys forever. We're almost at the half hour mark here. Got a new job working at the Sports Hub in Boston, uh, or Dorchester rather, which I guess is also Boston. Uh, it's a long drive. It's about like 50 minutes from my house, but it's it's really not that bad. I'm just cruising down 3A, and then I jump on the expressway. Um, and yeah, it's been a blast so far. I love everything about the job. It's great people. Uh, it's doing something I love. I'm working in sports. Um, it's kind of a starting position, so I'm starting out, you know, low, just cutting up. I'm cutting up audio clips for to put into the, like the the computer archives. Cutting up Patriots, Bruins, Celtics, Revs, uh, Red Sox, and I'm um, basically there from like 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. So working like the the night shift, which at first I thought would be kind of aggressive, but it's it's really not bad at all. I've gotten quite used to it i sleep during the day it's nice um which yeah basically kind of also wanted me to inspired me to just kind of like keep resume this podcast stuff because uh you know just like working in radio i'm back around radio equipment i'm back around all these like sports takes and i just feel like i should get um i don't know just like get kind of back in the game and do my own thing even if it's again just like my own thing this is just my thing this i'm not like affiliated with anyone this is just i work at the sports hub and then i i do this i want to you know just try to do this podcast on the side and just kind of i don't know just improve my radio voice improve sending out sports takes and getting comfortable in front of a mic uh but yeah sports hub has been great and i'm really happy i'm there I, i i hope to be there for a while it's peaceful there working at night. I'm just getting work done. And yeah, I mean, I, for anyone that's never tried a night shift, I, uh, encourage you to try it out if you ever have the opportunity at some point in your life. Saw Dune, the movie, a couple weeks ago. I really liked it. Uh, used to love Star Wars, like as a kid, and I still do, but I've gotten so sick of all the crappy reboots. And Dune was just so refreshing in that sense. I felt like Star Wars. It, it, the movie felt like Star Wars, but it was like a whole new story, which I'm glad because I'm sick of like all the the crappy fan service new Star Wars movies and a lot of the whatever. A lot of people will disagree with me, but I personally don't care for any of those new Star Disney Star Wars movies. I mean, maybe there was like one or two I liked of the Disney uh, Star Wars movies they made, but outside of that, I'm not like a huge fan of all those. I kind of gave up honestly on going to see those just because whatever i don't know it feels all played out and they're just reaching grabbing for stories so yeah dune was refreshing whole new story a lot of world building i think that's why people are kind of pissed off uh after they saw it it's like a two and a half three hour movie whatever you want to call it uh so i understand why people are like i feel like it was getting a weird rap people were just kind of pissed that it was like an hour like two and a half hours of like world building sand shots like desert shots but i thought it was really cool i mean like i started an rpx even though it's on hbo max i don't know how a lot of the majority of people have been watching it but uh, i thought it was really cool uh i understand it's an easy thing to do to like shit on uh the crap on sci-fi so you know i do that all the time with you know certain things certain sci-fi movies uh that 
aren't necessarily good. Uh, but yeah, I went in with low expectations. I didn't expect, I didn't expect it to, I didn't take it too seriously. And I went in, set the bar low and ended up enjoying it. Uh, and I recommend you guys see it, especially if you get the chance to see it in like a movie theater or like RPX, IMAX, whatever. Um, I mean, I conjured up the courage to sit in a movie theater for three hours, um, and watch it. And I have a terrible attention span. So, um, I think maybe give it a try. See how you like it. Uh, yeah, so I can't wait for the sequel to come out in like five years. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that's how that whole thing works. They're going to do like another one. That's why it was all like a, a build. This whole movie was like a build up and whatever. Yeah, sure. Take your time. Make it good. I'm in no rush. I liked it. I'll probably rewatch it like three other, three, four, five, six other times. Uh, waiting for the new, the new one to come out. And, um, yeah, great movie. Highly recommend it. Maybe we'll do this like every Friday at the end of the podcast. We'll just do like a movie review or something. I'm going to have to try to sit down and actually watch a movie if I'm going to review one every week. Uh, but yeah, guys, that's that's about it. I see we're at like the 32-minute mark. I think that's perfect. I mean, I don't want to like just be screaming in your ear for an hour. So this is I'm actually glad that that worked out for like 30 minutes. And like I said, I'm going to try to have like other people on so it's not just me. Uh, like yelling at you guys for like 30 minutes. I feel like a nice conversation is always like the best route to go uh, on a podcast. It's just like it's so much more natural and the flow of the conversation is pleasing to listen to opposed to just me ranting and rambling. But I'm glad we got sort of this like inaugural episode out and um yeah, let's just let's just try to say like this comes out every Friday morning and you know, I'm I'm going to try to stick to that. So, follow me on Twitter. I'm at @ryry_beaten. Uh you can follow me on Twitter there. I'm going to be posting like probably a lot of the podcast links and stuff and we're going to try to get this up on definitely mainly iTunes. I'm going to try to look into uh, I uh, I used to only pretty much post to like iTunes. I never really got into the whole Spotify thing when I was in college, just cause, simply because I don't understand it. But I, I will. I'll figure it out. So we'll get it on wherever you listen to your podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play Store, whatever. So, all right, guys. Thanks for listening. And uh, I guess we'll catch you next Friday. Peace.